Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stab 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Uh, All right, I'm going to start every episode now with a Maybach music. Maybach music. What's poppin', everyone? This is your host, Chris, at Inside the Sequel. You know what this is. This is that podcast where we talk about sequel movies, and they really don't get enough love, and we get some cool, smart people to waste time with me to defend them and try to convince the listeners that these movies are worth checking out. And I can't think of an even better episode than, like, today. Today we are talking about the 2004 smash sequel hit at least in this movie goer's opinion uh we're here talking about the 2004 sequel anaconda 2 the hunt for the blood orchid Take us up river. 50 grand's my price. When can you take us? When can I see the money? Oh man, is that alright? Yeah, she may be ugly, but she puts out. We're looking for the blood orchid. It holds the key to the fountain of youth, and it will make us rich. Billionaires. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. We got less than a week to get to that orchid. Stop it. Da-da-da-da. I swear to God, if you don't stop it. <laughs> ben? Holy bloody hell. Anaconda. I'm not going in that jungle. Do you have any idea how close we are? Hurry up! This expedition is over. I can't let you turn back now. You gotta be kidding me. Season. So you tell me there's some snake orgy out in the jungle? And with me to tackle this tough assignment is none other than the terror table. It's Mitch Oliver. Mitch, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you so much for having me back to talk about this this swashbuckling expedition adventure film. <laughs> now, you know, I love to have guests on here, and I have to ask from now on, what are you drinking? Because you can't be on this podcast sober because, Lord knows, you need liquid courage to be on here. That's going to suck when you eventually offend the shit out of a guest who's like a recovering alcoholic or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm drinking uh, White Claw, White Claw Ruby Grapefruit Hard Seltzer. Do you guys, yes, have, white, do you guys have White Claws down there? Uh, it's basically water over yeah, here Yeah, it now. is water. It's yeah. summer. It's summer 21. We love it. Yeah, it's just the the claw is the law when you're rolling with the white claw. Um, <laughs> Ain't no laws when drinking claws, baby. That's exactly it. So yeah, I'm uh, ready to uh, probably destroy my reputation tonight. 
Minority <laughs> horrible. Podcast, What's that? Yeah. The only on this podcast is that where people come to do that kind of thing. It's kind of like a, it's like a second chance podcast for like people who are flailing or for up new up and comers or for those who just want to absolutely rip. Yeah. On a f- I, I think I'm a bit of all three. I'm just always down a rip. Well, this is the first episode I've had you on here um, since we did that fantasy Oscars, eh? Uh, no, I think, didn't we do Godzilla after that? Godzilla uh, 1998? It was all in the same week. It was my birthday week. I'm still recovering right. from that. Yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've been so dormant. It's like, this is barely a functioning podcast now. I'm, ba- I'm behind on rent. Can't afford the, I can only afford like the electric. So that's how I can record the podcast today. So for those listening, if you want to donate to the Inside the Sequel podcast, like that Patreon will be set up soon. And you can always hit that funding on the OnlyFans page and on our TikToks. Yeah, I like, I like supporting your OnlyFans. There's some quality content on there. You know, Boozy's the only one that comments on those. That's the, what's the weird thing. Really? He <laughs> yeah. is that guy who comments on OnlyFans, though. He's usually giving feedback. He's like, hey, yeah. maybe next time do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, but, is, he is a paying customer. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of customer, I am a uh, consumer of your podcast, The Terror Table. Of those who have it, uh, checked it out, which I'm surprised if you have it. It's an amazing horror movie podcast where it's you, Anthony Buziak, and Kyle. God help me how you say his last name. <laughs> Zeravinsky. Zeravinsky. See, even I, I slurred it. I'm, I'm like three sips into my white claw. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you know, Kyle, he's, he's, he's back on one of the episodes I was listening to. It was the one with the Yorgos doubles. I was really captured by that episode. I didn't know anybody else who could do a podcast like that, let alone the tear table. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is the episode for me. Been having a yeah. good time listening to it. Yeah, I love those movies. I love that guy's work. So that was fun to finally cover some of them on the show. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he'll be able to be on here unless he does The Lobster 2. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, Which we is... did talk about him doing a Batman movie, so. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember that. And I also remember you talk about Stephen King stuff throughout most of that episode, too. Yeah, I, don't, I can't even get into it. <laughs> I can't even get into it. <laughs> but we can get in today. So uh, on today's episode, Mitch, you wanted to, I wanted you for Anaconda too, because I remember when we were last talking about Oscar movies, you fucking stand Anaconda from 97. And that's the kind of energy I look for in friends. So of course you had to be on here for this one. Yeah. Anaconda, I have said is in my top 20 horror movies of all time. <laughs> uh, like legit. I love it. Just a part of my childhood. I've talked about it so much on podcasts recently. So uh, it is funny that I'm back to talking now about the sequel, which I haven't talked about as much, but I definitely have thoughts on. Yeah, I I think it's weird that like the second one doesn't get talked about enough. But in my opinion, I thought two was pretty popular. I'm not going to lie. Like back in the day? Yeah, like I thought everybody fucked with anacondas. Like it's bigger, badder, more (laughs) anacondas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, what what year was it again? Was it two thousand three? Two thousand four. Oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, around that time, this was when. Yeah, no one, none of my friends would have been talking about Anaconda or Anacondas too, but it was like the event of the year for me. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's a little late for a sequel. You, you know, like 
I feel like with monster movies like that, like creature features, I feel like they're ripe for sequels. Like I haven't seen any like the Tremors or like Lake Placid. Um, well, I've seen Lake Placid, obviously, but I haven't seen like the sequels and such. But it feels like those came out like like candy. Like they're just have you not seen Tremors like the original? Oh, no, I, I, I have it. I thought this was documented. I have not. Oh, wait, I think. Yeah, well, you got to keep in mind how, how many movies have we talked about at this point together? <laughs> So, but you, you got to fix that, man. Tremors is a masterpiece. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Um, but it, it seems like I have to watch that and like Starship Trooper, you know, and you then... haven't seen Starship Troopers either. I have not. No. Chris, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? What? Like, do you even give a shit about cinema? I literally just watched the bummy sequels and then defend the hell out of them on the internet. Well, there's That's really all we do. I remember when I was a kid, I like loved Tremors too, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it holds up as well. But like the first one's still great. But what was the other franchise that we were just talking? Lake oh, yeah, Placid. Star- oh, Lake Placid. Oh. I love the original. I yeah. do not fuck with those sequels at all. Really, <laughs> no. really? Because I okay. Here's my big question: Is there an actual movie, Anaconda versus Lake Placid? Yes. Where is this movie? I feel like this is a movie to be watched. I feel like it, it was on Tubi when I first got on <laughs> Tubi. Um, I, I have never gotten through it. Like, see, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan of those, like, like I'm not a Sharknado guy and uh, that type of shit. And I feel like Anacondas versus Lake Placid is just, like, an even worse version of that. I got to admit, man. Like, I'm would, like the guy, I'm like boozy, man. It's like, I don't like the Sharknado shit, but I definitely like the the Bummy B under movies that are like really cool monster creature feature posters oh. and they're probably shit. I love those. I, I do too. There There's a couple in there that I like. Um, of course, I can't think of any right now, but <laughs> but no, I, I definitely, I've, I've always been attracted to those, those sequels that even back in the day with the video stores where you'd have like, like, of course, I saw Lake Placid too. Um, didn't like it, but like if you put a property, like I, I am whoever's trying to cash in off this shit. I'm their (laughs) wet dream. (laughs) Like I'm just, yeah, I will fall for it every time. I feel like being older, like not like, like old and nice, but like being like able to function and like not just be coming out of the womb in the nineties. I feel like you're lucky to have like seen a lot of the movies that came out in theaters at that time. Cause I feel like the memories are like vivid and possibly like the reason for all our existential crisis and depression now that we have is because we watch these movies at such a young age and we're just slowly recovering from them. I disagree. I think it's because we're not getting these movies as much anymore. That's why the depression has crept in. So, so hard and heavy <laughs> cinema hasn't been the same since Lake no. Placid hit theaters. It's and all been downhill. Yeah. Well, before we get to the sequel, Mitch, like, do you remember when you first saw Anaconda? Like, I need to know the backstory about the love for this. Like, I can relate to that kind of energy, but I need to know specifically with Anaconda why. Was it because Ice Cube? Because, like, Ice Cube was the coolest thing to me growing up. Okay, that definitely plays a role. Um, But this is, like, where I was discovering Ice Cube. Like, that was the first movie I saw him in, and then I became a huge Ice Cube fan, and uh, Mm -hmm. I still, like, I love the, I love Friday, and I even yeah. like this. I like the sequels. <laughs> no, but like what I I straight up I saw this movie when I was seven years old. Uh, it was when the the year that it the week that it came out, I had watched Ernest Scared Stupid 
one morning and it actually fucking destroyed me. That's that's the movie that scared me more than anything. Um, like that movie absolutely destroyed me. And so I was having like a meltdown. And of course, my my mom was freaking out because she knew the only the only way to calm me down was to call my dad at work. And uh, he would always bribe me with bringing home a movie. <laughs> mm. So uh I would go like we always had those video store magazines that would say like what's coming out each week and everything. And I always loved I was always looking at the little ones because, you know, there's always the two big releases of the week. And then there's the, you know, the Anacondas and Bla- Lake Placid. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, I saw that Anaconda was out. And as a kid, like I had already seen Jaws at this point. I just loved stuff like that, like creatures and big animals. And I don't know why my brain was just obsessive with needing to see Anaconda, but my dad ended up agreeing to bring it home. He rented it, brought it home, and we had a big family night. And my sister was just, like, losing her shit because she's just like, if you're losing, if you're scared of Ernest Scared Stupid, why are you about to watch Anaconda? (laughs) And it, like, cured my, like, because it didn't scare me in the way that I was, like, petrified like Ernest scared stupid like there's a troll turning children into wooden statues and everything like that (laughs) that was terrifying and if you've seen that movie or that creature like the I still think the troll in Ernest scared stupid is one of the scariest things um (laughs) but then yeah when I got around to Anaconda man my whole family just had a blast like it was such a fun experience and like we had the movie for two days or whatever so like I woke up early the next morning to watch it again and it just became a thing. Like I, and I realized more so in my adult life, I was like, I don't think there's been more than a year that has gone by since I've seen Anaconda that I haven't watched at least once a year. (laughs) It's just so much fun. Ah, dude. Like you remind me of like myself growing up, like the things like that, like scared you, you try to find other things that would scare you less, but like to take your mind off the really scary shit. Yeah. I, re- I, I recognize that, but like growing up for me, Anaconda was actually the movie that actually scared me and I needed to like suppress it with other really? things. I freaking hate snakes. Me too, like, man. That's what's weird about it. I, I fucking hate snakes more than anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I even watching this, the sequel, Anacondas, like I still kind of like had a blanket over me and like made sure like to turn like the heat like off and like put the AC blasting, you know, to lower my body temp. Cause like, I don't know, dude, like something about like, you see those videos, people like come into their apartment and there's just a random ass snake there or like a fucking snake coming from the, the toilet or some stupid yeah. shit like that. Going to a bike path and like a snake, like on the bike path or something like that's always been like my fear of snake. I can't do it. But like we're both a couple of Indiana Joneses. Yeah, really, that's dude. Us. Like that's such a good way. Yeah, I I just can't do it. But like Anaconda for me, I think it's because like I loved Ice Cube growing up. The Friday movies in Barbershop were so funny to. I didn't even know what um NWA was. I just know who Ice Cube was. You know. Yeah. And uh, J J Lo was in it, and yeah. uh, my mom was Owen a big Jenny Wilson. from the Block. You know, Jenny from yeah. the Block. You know, shout out Jaw Rule real quick though for that. <laughs> was a Half big fan of Half best dead and fast and the furious. Let's go. Menage. Yes, sir. Monica. <laughs> 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 
but yeah, the first Anacada movie for me, guy, was like, I don't know. Like, I, I got to put that movie up there as like one of those monster, like, I love monster movies. Like, it's not even have to be like, like, I like slashers, you know, the paranormal, but really, really like original and not even original, but like just creature feature, like CGI monster. I know people are like, oh, CGI, but man, like that's the kind of shit I really grew up on and really enjoyed. And I have a sweet spot for still to this day. That's why I'm not like, like when people have criticisms about movies and CGI, I write it off, you know? Like, I'm like, whatever. Like, if you're, like, complaining about CGI in a movie, then you go find a fucking ty- uh, like anaconda and put it in a movie, you know, and fucking record it doing this shit, you know? I, I, yeah, but that's why the the first one especially, though, like, I, I loved all the practical stuff that was in the first one. Like, there's still quite a bit of CGI, but um, it, it certainly doesn't look horrible. Like, I know people who, like, laugh at the CGI in anaconda. Like, I'm like, there is much much worse out there than this (laughs) yeah and like i said like anaconda for me i know i thought the snake looked pretty fucking realistic for a long time it was almost like a kink for me like anacondas like i'd go on the internet like google search like anacondas like mouth openings yeah dude we do i got the same kink i did the same thing (laughs) it's kind of hot but kind of scary i don't know man it's kind of weird it's like pegging you know it's like it looks cool but i don't know (laughs) Maybe I'll get there someday. <laughs> Cer- certainly not against it. Oh my god, as my uh, voice cracks. But yeah, ah, man, these like ridiculous like monster movies that like are probably gonna be shitty CGI fest movies. I I always gravitate towards those, and same with Boozy. And it's like Anaconda, Lake Placid, Jaws. Like those are all like just my bread and butter. I love nature run amok movies. I don't know if you've seen Backcountry, but that's one of my favorite horror movies of the last decade. Uh, it's a bear film from 2014. It's just amazing. Uh, but that one's actually, it's actually scary. Like that one is terrifying in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like the, these movies, they're just so much fun. And uh, I still, I still love them. I still love it. It's I'm, I'm always jealous of people who grew up watching Jaws. Cause I didn't see Jaws until like three four years ago for the first time uh, that explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> but i saw alien really early on like really there you early. go yeah as to, long as I you think... saw one of the two those are like my two favorite movies of all time <laughs> yeah i'm excited to finally watch jaws 2 at some point because i feel like i'll like that one maybe a little bit more oh shut up are you you don't like jaws jaws is cool it's cool whatever oh, like it's all right my favorite movie um <laughs> But Jaws two, <laughs> Jaws two is awesome, man. Like, there's a lot of people who shit on that movie, but like, Jaws two is just a, it's Jaws. It's like the same thing if it were a slasher movie, and Bruce is stop, the slasher. Stop gassing it up, guy. It's awesome, you'll have dude. To be back on to talk about it, and I know you don't want to do that. No, I think <laughs> Boozy and I should both come for Jaws two if you're ever gonna do that, because we both love Jaws two. Okay, then we wear like those uh, like those uh, those jaw costumes like at that Katy Perry concert while we record and we'll live stream it. Yeah, yeah, that's what the, those were Jaws costumes. Is that what they <laughs> called those? Left left side shark. Yo, I worked uh, security for a Katy Perry concert so I could get in for free. Not only get in for free, but I got paid. Hey, I got yeah. to see the show from wherever I wanted. Oh, yeah, she had just it was the Prismatic tour. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Oh. Fuck, yeah, she was amazing live there. 
Yeah, I feel like she. I mean, people sleep on. I I think it's weird to say it, but I think people still sleep on Katy Perry. I think she's still pretty big. Katy Perry, Holly. No, it's Holly. Holly Berry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Kendrick Lamar, but uh, turns out, yep, checks checks notes. I am white still. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a Drake's white. only podcast, unfortunately. No, no room for K Dot. Even that J Cole ish. Get it out of here. It's only Drizzy. You don't uh, like J Cole? He's I. He's all right, yeah. you know. Is he a little no, gassed up? I kind of like the new album. Pretty into it. It's no 2014 Forest Hills Drive, but, you know, some of the <laughs> shit slaps. Either of those are Views, so. Man, Views is complete trash compared to, to 2014. Views is where Drake sucked. That's where he started getting bad. He literally said Views already a classic when the album yeah, dropped. I know he, literally he said, said that. that. I know he said that, and I convinced myself for a long time that I liked it. But if you're reading... <laughs> If you're reading this, it's too, it's too late. Is an amazing rap album. I don't care what anyone says about Drake. That album is goaded. But yeah, <laughs> it, View, Views Views was the event of the decade for me. I remember I where I was, I was when happy. it dropped. I think the last time I was happy was listening to the album Views from the Six. Yeah, well, yeah, the album opens up with Nine. That's a that's a heater. I like that song. There's a couple of good songs on that album. Remember when Drake says, "I." I know that's your girl, but I can't tell if she's yours or mine, but I do know. I'm always like, I ponder that. Like with like lights mine. flashing on me. I'm like, I can't tell you if she's yours or mine, but I do know. It's I know. Like, I- that's the thing. There's there's a lot of Drake lyrics or like that just hit hard and you don't know to thank him or one of his 26 writers. But um, <laughs> it's like just top notch MSN status material. You know, speaking of MSN status, did you guys have, or you, you might be too young for MSN. You probably MSN? don't, you probably don't even know what ICQ is. I know, um, insane clone posse. Is that what oh it is? Oh my God. <laughs> so do, you, do you actually not know what MSN is? MSN? Messenger? No. Okay. No. Dude, that's wild. Uh, MSN is what raised everyone that I know, especially like in Canada. Like it's, it was our first chat room kind of. Oh. But it's like a chat. No, but it's like a chat app that you just talk to your friends. It was it's Facebook before Facebook, but like with way less things. I cannot believe I'm explaining what MSN is right now. Wow, you really showed your age, bro. Got no, that not... M on your hat. You're oh Luigi's brother now. <laughs> That's J. Cole. Oh my god. <laughs> god, I love you, Chris. No, yes. but MSN, MSN was that was everything to to kids around here especially especially go, going into puberty and reaching high school and being like yo i got this girl's msn and we're gonna talk and you go into your dad's fucking computer room or you know this was back in the day when computers would be in the middle of the living room and you yeah, just talk to your friends yeah but uh actually i went on so i would i was in grade eight and i went on a date to anaconda's hunt for the blood orchid <laughs> That we arranged over MSN. <laughs> You're a certified squid, bruh. Yeah, it was sick. Held some <laughs> held some hand. Got some major hand action. Gosh, do you remember taking a girl to the movie theater for dates? I try no. to avoid it because I always would fall in love with the movie before the girl. Always. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's I that situation happened to me with Ben Affleck's paycheck. <laughs> for me, I realized that when I watched Mama. Mama? Like Mamma Mia? No, like the horror movie. Oh, the Andy Muschietti. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) Okay, tell me this story. 
Uh, well, it was she was like a friend, but it was like a you know it was like a friend that was like I was trying to finesse, you know, and uh, made some moves. And then she, I was like, let's go see Mama. Let's just go do it. And she came through, you know, bought the tickets, snuck in some candy, tried to act hard. You know the vibes. And, no, uh, I don't. You never sneak in candy when you're on a date, Chris. You 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 flex your dad's Mastercard. <laughs> you're like. Oh, I don't worry. I'll put it on the visa. What? You're 15. You shouldn't have a visa. Shut up. Well, I was actually like 17, I think. So even better. Um, Just and, showing uh, you're a broke boy. And I had my parents drop me off before she came, so then they she wouldn't know. And uh, we we you know bought the ticket for her. Of course, I knew the guy, the ticket guy. He gave me a discount. Shut him out. And, uh, oh my god this is just getting worse and worse <laughs> you go on a date sneaking candy and get a discounted ticket hey baby you want to go on a hot date i got a two-for-one coupon we'll, <laughs> you, we'll, here's how we'll it was... hit up the mcdonald's value meal after and i live like right behind amc or you know like the big theater chain here i like lived behind it like you'd see it from my bedroom like i usually like rainy days like look out the window just to see it light up yeah and um yeah, so we get there and we go to like the 120 p.m. showing, you know, like early afternoon. Yeah. Empty theater. We sit down and watch it. She's like uninterested, but I'm hooked. Like the movie's okay. But for some reason, I was oddly hooked with the movie and it really got to me. It's a good movie. It's pretty gothic, you know? Like yeah. that's when I knew I was into gothic horror movies and I had a calling to start talking about gothic cinema. I thought that was because you've always worn that dog chain with the spikes around your neck and you paint your <laughs> fingernails black. And <laughs> Well, it's because I have mommy issues. So a movie about mama was like kind of oh, like yeah. a thing for me. Anyway, yeah, she yeah. Um, <clears throat> after the movie, she didn't want to stay for the credits. I was like, can we at least just like take an appreciation for the people who yeah. made this movie? Bitch and she's like, specs. yeah, she's just like, nah, let's go. So I'll follow her like the simp that I've always been. Yeah. Um, and she's like, hey, yeah, that was really fun. I'll see you at school on Monday. Easy. And then she dips. So I'm in the theater by myself. Call my dad to come pick me out. And um, we stopped being friends after that. And then I, <laughs> and then I, um, I, I didn't have a friend until I went to uh, Westminster College where I met Daniel. And then he uh, became my friend after that. And then, wow. Yeah. Imagine was, if you would have just paid full price. <laughs> You'd probably have a couple of kids. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure she's doing well now. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure. I hope she's doing I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's, yeah. what's the worst movie you went on a date for? The worst movie I've ever like gone It just was awkward. Oh, gosh, buddy. That's a tough one. Um, maybe when I invited a girl over to my house um, in community college. That's why I don't call it a date because she came to my place and I was like in community college. She came over. We watched Grave Encounters 2. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> she did stay for the whole movie, but I invited my boy after. She dipped midway through the movie and uh, he finished it with me. And we were, you know, we were pretty cool with it and we fell asleep on the futon together. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back this would have been, uh, I guess, 2017 or something. It was like fresh out of high school. I started dating this girl. We ended up dating for eight years, um, but <laughs> yeah. we were going to a movie. It was our first date. Yeah. And I was like talking. I was like, I really obviously I dated her for eight years. I really liked her. 
Um, so I was like talking to my sisters and my mom. I was like, what movie should I take her to? Cause like, I always fuck up and take them to like a Texas chainsaw massacre movie. <laughs> Cause I did see the beginning on a date and that was a one date, one date only thing. Like the Texas chainsaw, the beginning, holy fuck. Talk about a mood killer. I took the same girl to Halloween too. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. And it was not a girl. She did. was not a fan, but no, we, so we go and my mom and my sisters are like, Take her to the pr- the proposal it's with Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds because it's, it's just like you know it's, uh, a, l- a lighter movie, something that's not too heavy. But I'm like, I feel weird going on a first date to a movie about people getting married. Yeah, um, that's, that's not passing yeah. the So I was just like, yeah, I don't know, but fuck, I guess I don't have a great track record with my movie picks, so I'll I'll trust you guys. So we go to the theater. And she's like, can I be honest? I am not interested in seeing this movie. Can we see something else? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I don't fucking want to see this either. And she picked out Drag Me to Hell. Ooh. Yeah, dude. And it was awesome. But the thing is, like, it was such a wild movie and, like, gross that we both didn't want to seem like weirdos. So we pretended to not like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it was, like, you know, six months after we'd started dating. It's like, yo, low key fucking loved that movie and she was like me too that was amazing and then we watched horror movies for eight years and then everything fell apart i feel like it'd be weird to fornicate after watching drag me to hell but oddly romantic too if she was into it i don't know yeah i'm not a i'm not a first date guy uh i don't fornicate on the first date i i have class my body's a temple chris i don't really know what happens after the movie because usually they go home after. So I'm yeah, still working and then on you have part. to call your dad or your mom <laughs> to pick you up. <laughs> now they don't pick me up, but I still give them a call after. Still, uh, <laughs> uh, I remember going on a on a on a date. It was like a group date, so like obviously there was zero chance of success on that. We watched Break On Through with Eric Bana, that really shitty like paranormal movie. Watched that movie fucking twice. Pretended oh. I didn't see it the first time when I went in the group group date, and uh, <laughs> the first time I yeah the first time I thought about offing myself. Talk about watching that movie. I was close. Um, Still haven't seen when, it, but I fuck with Eric Bana. Dude, there's an act. Yeah, me too. But there's an actual scene where the I know you do, becomes- Troy. <laughs> yeah, and there's an actual scene where they break on through glass and Jim Morrison because like a oh break on through to the other side I yeah from the doors that actually played in that movie from Forrest I, Gump I laughed I fucking laughed when I heard that play in a horror movie I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah I don't um, I don't fuck with that definitely should check it out though it's probably free on Tubi um <laughs> let's see I'm trying to think of one la- oh you ever go on a double date to watch Midsummer. Oh man, no, but I saw that movie on my birthday. Um, <laughs> I was even mad that it was like, you know, the movie was like, you know, very awkward leaving, but like I was more mad like cuz I was I was expecting more. Yeah, see that's how I felt the same way, man, when I first saw it, but I've come I've completely turned around on Midsummer. Last time I watched it, I did watch the director's cut, but I fucking love that movie now. And I I was I was not into it the first time. So maybe you just got to get around to it. Maybe you just need a little maturing. <laughs> get, let some hair on your chest first. I actually don't have hair on my chest. That's what the I said. know. I can see. Yeah. It's I was bald. actually wondering why you're not wearing any clothes for this. It's a little weird. <laughs> We're 32 minutes in and I was like, Wait, why is Chris completely naked? It's summer 21 out here in the States, but all he has is a gaming headset on. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweaty. <laughs>
So Anaconda 2 came out in 2004, a year before the hit masterpiece of Creature Features, King Kong from Peter Jackson, came out. Um, and a year after Return of the King, the best movie of all time, won uh, Best Picture. Um, but so 2004 is Anaconda's 2, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. It stars Johnny Messner, Eugene Bird, and Matthew, I forgot his name, but you know him, and Morris Chestnut. Matthew, I forgot his name. What? Yeah, Matthew, he's the Matthew Marsden. Yeah, Matthew Marsden. Marsden. Yeah, yeah. Like you've seen him. I just know that he was in Resident Evil Extinction. Yep. And Rambo, Black Hawk Down. Oh, Tenet. I didn't see I didn't see Rambo. The like the the 08 one or whatever. The 08 one is good. I ended up not watching that new one that apparently is just the worst. <laughs> but but <laughs> oh, that, do Canadians uh, like too. Rambo? Like they like the patriotism? No, it's it, I don't is Rambo if I guess I don't know. Rambo's always just been like that action movie. That's... I don't. I think he's like the opposite of like patriotism because, like, you know, in the first one, the cop is like the bully to him, and it's that yeah. is especially, especially speaks volumes today. Uh, uh, but let's go through the cast because I think the cast really makes this movie work. So you get Johnny Messner, and the reason I think I wanted to do Anaconda Two was because I saw my whole timeline on Twitter. Jeez, fucking Louise! Film Twitter was gassing up Running Scared with Paul Walker. Probably a good movie. You can find it for $1.50 at all your pawn shops, but people were like discovering like it's a diamond in the rough all of a sudden. It so is. Like, it is a diamond in the rough. But the thing is, like when it first came out, man, I fucking loved that movie. I was like religious about it. And I watched it at the beginning of quarantine. And I remember it just being like just too much for me. Like I, I, I was like, I think I just had to have been in a bad state of mind because that movie is grim and nasty and just weird and wild. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I forgot that he's the pimp in that movie yeah, yeah he, he's in that and uh, running scared like i said i remember that when people were gassing the movie up like it was like a big thing like i see so many posts like running scared is actually pretty good like running scared is insane and it's like you know this movie that's been sitting at pawn shops everywhere i go for years it's like it's like let me find one soon like i'm gonna start gassing up a draft day with Kevin Costner. <laughs> you should direct gas up a draft day. Draft day is fun. That's a good movie. I do like draft day, but like, I you said, love dad movies. Fuck you. You <laughs> love dad movies. You cannot shit on Ford versus Ferrari and then say you love draft day. No, I like draft day because it's the last time. Like it was all about the sport. You know, it wasn't about politics and my sports with the NFL. I don't like being censored. Like whatever the dumb fucks in Missouri say about sports, whatever. <laughs> I say that ironically. Sorry. This is an angry episode. Uh, yeah. but draft day, I do. I do mess with. <clears throat> Um, but then you get Eugene Bird, who was from Eight Mile, which is a fucking goaded movie. Um, Absolutely. He, I forget his character's name in that. He's like the guy who's like the middleman of like he, getting mixtapes, right? Yeah, he's the one that he uh, uh, Eminem catches him fucking Brittany Murphy. He's the producer. Yeah, that I love I, that movie. I do too, and I do remember that scene a lot too. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie's so good. Uh, yes. Uh, and then, uh, so we already talked about Matthew, uh, Marston, but Morris Chestnut's in this. And the reason I love Morris Chestnut is because he's in the original Like Mike movie with Lil Bow Wow. You, and that, you know, I already know, homie. Yeah, dude. And that movie has Crispin Glover in it. Too. That movie has no business being so good. Oh, it's so, so good. Also, Like Mike 2, Streetball, is a solid sequel in this uh, moviegoer's opinion. I've never seen it. It always seemed a little sus to me. <laughs> I was always but, a Like Mike purist. 
Ah, okay. Well, like Mike too is about this is in the streets about for those who went through the mud. You probably wouldn't know about that. So no, I've never. Yeah, I've never been through the mud. <laughs> but uh, and he's also in Boys in the Hood, um, which I recently. He's also watched. in the cave. The cave. Yeah, the cave is another creature feature, much like Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. It's like that would be a very good double feature. They're very similar. Have you, you men, you would love the cave. Yeah, it sounds like if Lindsay Wilkins is from Divine Intervention listening to this, there's a double feature for you to do. Um, the Cave and Anaconda 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mitch, because like you bring all these movies that I kind of like, I didn't ignore, but I just was literally not aware of their existence. But if I did know about them, I would have been renting them at Family Video all the time. Yeah. But now I know about them, so respect that. I'm honestly telling you, if you watch The Cave, you will like it. I feel like I remember. It's a Chris Hurtado flick. I feel like I know what the logo for the cave movie is. It's like a skull, sort of. Yeah, and then there's that guy who looks exactly like uh, whoever you just said, Marston. uh, What's his name? The pimp from Marston. Yeah, Cole Hauser. Or Johnny Messner. Johnny Messner, I think that. Okay, but him and Cole Hauser, who's like he's the bad guy from Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. I always got them mixed up. They're always like. They're like the Tom Hardy and Logan Marshall Green, you know? No, I get that. And then, like, they kind of look like Zack Snyder in a way, but Zack Snyder is, like, a better-looking individual. Yeah, he's just, like, an adorable little man. <laughs> I, I think Zack Snyder's awesome, personally. I do, too. You motherfucker, I watched Justice League four times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this movie's also directed by Dwight Yo, bro, H. Little. Just, just one second. Are you straight up not wearing pants right now, actually? I think I just busted you. I just busted you. You're wearing flannel and under. Oh my! You're wearing. Oh boy! Now I feel special. Yeah, I, I work from home on weekends, of course. So yeah. yeah. I just saw your your knee went up into the screen. I was like, this but this man is wearing no pants. <laughs> Uh, it's directed by Dwight H. Little, who directed also go? Halloween 4. Yeah, he directed Halloween 4 and Free Willy 2. Yeah, you have that on your resume. I'm gonna be like up in arms. Like, I'm like, this guy should have done more work. Absolutely. So, he's just all about the sequels. Maybe one day he'll be on this podcast if we ever get past over uh, double digit listeners, but. Uh, but yeah, Anacondas 2 comes out a lot later than normal sequels, and uh, I really like the premise for this movie, Mitch. I think I watched this movie more than the first one, which is weird. I mean, it's not weird at this point. It's not. But I did watch this one more because I like qu- quantity is always a fascination for, I think, people who are getting into movies at a younger age. If you see yeah. more, you're going like to like aliens. It. So the difference yeah. between alien and aliens. Yeah. And this movie's like the you know there's no exception there. Um, there's so much more um, anacondas in this. Um, the crew is still the same, but man, this movie it's like it goes right into it. You get through a boardroom meeting, you know what the call to action is. You don't even know the characters' names, but you know their personalities. You know what they're about. They get straight to like the boat. Um, I just man, this movie just like starts off so quick. And, like, the intensity of, like, the mystery, it works really well. Like, it genuinely, like, tries to mask, like, anacondas are actually the the reason why people are dying right now. Yeah, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, honestly, this is just, like, a, the only difference between this and this is, like, the cookie-cutter 
formula for these types of movies. And it is mm-hmm. pretty much the exact same movie as Anaconda. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that when you're going to do something like this. Like Anaconda was like the fact that Roger Ebert gave it four stars is insane. <laughs> like as much <laughs> as I, as much as I love Anaconda, like it is definitely schlocky. And I feel like this is just more schlock. And they do the exact same fucking thing. All the characters are the same archetypes, but worse actors. Like, man, I am sorry, but and I, I'm here. To, I am praising this movie. I'm just saying right out loud. I love Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. I still do, and uh, I always have. I still love the original. I like the original more. Um, but like the acting in this movie, it's not even the acting. It's the writing that gives them no chance. It yes. gives them no chance. To be anything other than just stereotypes of those exact characters. But that's also kind of part of the charm of the movie. Because it's like, man, this is so cookie cutter and run of the mill. But it's still so much fun because we're seeing giant anacondas. And the CGI looks good in this movie. I'll say it right now. I think the the snakes look good in this movie. I do too. And... You, you, yes, the, the writing is so transparent that the writers for this movie don't know how human interactions like go yeah. about. But they put in a bunch of like product placement quotes from like commercials of the time, like the Can You Hear Me Now? Oh, you know, dude, part, that, oh God. Or like the part where the guy, where the part where um, Eugene Bird is like, Man, I'm so hungry. I would sell my, my grandma for whatever. And then <laughs> Morris Chestnut, he, what does he say? He's like, Man, if you talk about food one more time, you're going to get voted off this island. And then it like cuts to the <laughs> next scene. And I was like, What oh, the yeah. fuck does that even mean? Like, even if you're just Pop talking culture, to yourself, baby. Yeah. yeah. America, but, you'll, you'll eat that. You'll eat that shit. There's so much corporate America in this movie. Like the movie takes place in a boardroom and like the, the, the CEO is like ready to, you know, kick them all out. But then they're like, oh, wait, I can get uh, the fountain of youth in pharmaceuticals. Of <laughs> that, course I'm gonna... of, oh, my God. That's one of my favorite lines. Are you talking about the pharmaceutical equivalent of the fountain of youth? Like that's just the exposition for the whole movie. <laughs> And it's I love dumb it. as hell. I love that these anacondas, these snakes are eating this fucking <laughs> flower that can apparently make them live forever and it's making them get bigger. It's like, <laughs> man, whatever, like, I there's just got to be something about Hollywood cocaine that's different than all the other cocaine, you know? <laughs> that's just what it feels like, but fuck. How about yeah. that Eugene Bird line at the beginning where he's like, I was supposed to be sitting in the middle, <laughs> middle between Spike and Woody in the next game. <laughs> Yeah, and he was rocking a sweet Knicks jersey. I don't know which player it was. The whole movie, I kept thinking, who the fuck's number 25 for the Knicks at this time? Because I can't remember. Was it Kirk Thomas? remember that. Oh, fuck, I have no idea. Don't ask me that. (laughs) I'm a soft Knicks fan. Even though I'm like a huge Raptors guy, I'm a soft Knicks fan. It's because you're a soft boy. Mm -mm. The internet calls me a soy boy for whatever reason. I don't know what that means, but that's what I've been called. (laughs) I could see you being a soy boy. <laughs> but I like how um, the reason that they wanted to find the blood orchid was not because they wanted to live um, longer. It was for to use the, it was to use it for the COVID-19 Johnson and Johnson vaccine. That's what I heard the reason for. It. That would, yeah. Jesus. Can you imagine if they would have just finished this expedition? We never would have had to deal with this shit. And Chris and I would never have been forced to have to do podcasts with each other. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the writing's pretty bad. But you know what? I got to applaud about the first movie, and especially also in this movie, because I feel like it was so easy. The stereotypes these characters could have been. Um, 
it, it was like so easy. Like I feel like the writers could easily inserted stereotypes in this movie, but they instead did. of like the stereotypes of the people, they put the stereotypes of um the character uh, yeah. jobs that they play. Like the scientist, he goes insane. It's all about the research. Um, for the the grizzled um old military. Han Solo. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Han Solo, but an energy drink, like a monster <laughs> energy drink and affliction Masner, shirt. I would fall hard for Johnny Masner. I'm not gonna lie. The way he battles that um, crocodile is pretty Fuck, badass. That was, dude, that is so funny that there's a scene before the anaconda stuff even starts happening. A man, this man is literally wrestling and shanking an alligator in the head. Like, like what? all before Friday, too. Like, Flat yeah. Fuck Friday. It's Flat Fuck Friday, you fucking loser. Oh, God. Uh, just disrespect. Anaconda's PG-13. I don't think this movie... No, this I movie is 14A. Well, it's 14A, and I guess that would be the same as PG. Your guys' PG-13 is our 14A. Yeah, but, like, <clears throat> you just only get insinuated sex. You don't even get, like, the Owen Wilson horniness from the first movie. You just get no. two people button up their shirt. Yeah, but the violence is amped up for sure in this movie. Yeah. So the so yeah so like the the call to action is these people want to go find um this blood orchid that basically is the fountain of youth and then they realize that fucking anacondas have been consuming this shit and they have a time limit like it's a race against time because these orchids are only available every seven years or so um and they stumble upon um one um anaconda scene in the lake which i this movie has a lot of in my opinion they're kind of iconic like traversing through the swamp and you see like the snake scales from underneath the water that's like, the best me- scene in the movie that is such and <clears throat> boo- boozy we talked about this on a recent terror table episode you're talking about when the snake's kind of weaving through them yeah. fuck me that is such a tremendous scene Mm-hmm. looks so you get a good. lot of scenes you get a lot of scenes in this movie where the snake scales are visible from the yeah. uh from up about the aerial shot. This movie also has a lot of weird angles without with, like there's there's like diagonal shots, there's aerial shots, there's long shots. It's it's it, called you know, cinema, Chris. Look it up. <laughs> Try it out sometime. I'm just watching fucking bionicle movies here all the time. I'm sorry. Oh um, man, you are a bionicle man. <laughs> I'm a bi, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I think the movie like sets up the suspense so well, and then when you see the fucking anacondas themselves, yeah, they're CGI, but they're huge as fuck, dude. Yeah, like, and they don't look bad for CGI. Like you want to see scary. bad, yeah, you want to see bad snake CGI. Like watch the third anaconda, like with uh, David like, Hasselhoff. Yeah, like I that's that. yeah that you fuck with that one. I still have never finished it. I fuck with the whole anaconda quadrilogy, dude. <laughs> There's a fourth one. There is a fourth one. Dude. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah. No, see, I still, I've, I've never finished the third one because I'm just, I don't know, I'm just a guy who respects cinema too much. <laughs> really, like the, like the scientifically experimented on anaconda that goes rogue in the third one. You don't mess with that. Oh my god, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it was the blueprint for um that last Predator. Jurassic World movie or whatever we got. Yeah. Oh that. Oh god. Fallen Kingdom basically is anaconda three. True. Except there's no black market. No. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, are, what do you like about this movie, though, Mitch? Like, you say you do enjoy it. Like, is it because, like, there's more snakes in this movie? I kind of like that there is more, like, of a buildup of suspense. And I do really like the characters, even though they are basically really bit poorly written. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I don't. This is just one of those things where it wasn't going to matter. I was just going to like this movie. Like, this is just like a comfort type movie for me. And it's the same with the first one. It's just the formula. Like, it's extremely formulaic. Like, this has been done so many times. Mm-hmm. But I happen to be a sucker for that type of movie. <clears throat> um, like you had mentioned even before, like the whole aliens thing. Like, it is just like, it's uh, it's just more amped up. It's Anaconda, but more amped up. And while I don't think it's as good as the first one, I just think like I there's a lot of really memorable scenes, a lot of like really actually surprisingly intense sequences with the snakes mm-hmm. and like even with the monkey who's like trying to trying to <laughs> warn them jumping on the table. Yeah, He's yeah. like, God, it's so strange. But the whole <laughs> scene where the snake is like chasing, chasing the monkey through the jungle, I just or the rainforest. I love that. And uh, but it's yeah, that one scene. And also one of the scariest deaths I can think of, I think, is Morris Chestnut's death in this movie. That's like actual hell for me. Like, I I, I think I would rather burn. I'd rather burn than that, like where he gets paralyzed and then has to just like be alive and get swallowed by an anaconda. (laughs) Fuck. It's a weirdly horny movie for the snakes too, because they keep talking about the snake orgies and like yeah, being and all, eating shit. Because they were talking about. Because that's the other thing is, um, they they repeat a lot of the same things that I love about the first <laughs> one, like where they make up uh, facts about snakes and anacondas, yep. and like I love how they they even <laughs> they incorporate the same lines, like you're telling me there's snakes out there this big, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like yeah they. It, they repeat all the same, like a couple of like the most noticeable lines from the original. And uh, that's just true sequel action, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, that it did feel like a lot of times people were like randomly like experts of like endicondas and stuff. I love Especially how Johnny Captain Me- Affliction. Yeah, sorry, Johnny Messner. <laughs> he genuinely looks like I've never seen an endiconda this big. It's not going to like hunt us anymore. It's territorial. Well, wait, it's mating season. Yeah, I oh, love how he, oh, he also, knows. Yeah, he knows everything about anacondas. He's like, unless, oh my god, unless it's mating season. <laughs> it's just like, shut up. How would you not know that if you know all of this other shit about anacondas? Maybe this is important information to know. But hey, money talks, baby. Like he'll yeah. forget everything about that just for a little extra money, eh? Yeah, he's so mysterious. Yeah, this is the part where I talk about how porn hobbies are. Um, our uh, sponsor for this video will be say money talks (laughs) but yeah this movie just like it's bigger it's badder it's uncut um actually i feel like there's less violence in this movie like the snakes are they kind of like swallow and then they take off like they you don't get to see as much of like the 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 anaconda action like in the first movie i do agree with that but i do feel like this movie has a man it's really like reaching here but i do really applaud how the the premise of this movie is basically corporate American greed is like more willing to sacrifice human life for a profit. And they emphasize this move that po- that point so much in this movie where Matthew Morrison is always like, I have to get the blur gig. Else, I can't wait seven more years till this next thing of where it, it blossoms somewhere else, like the fountain of youth and all this other stuff. But it's like, Oh, well two people just died. And he's like, well, there's a mutiny on hand. And then he's just like, well, I he still have give to give a heck. Yeah. And it's because he cares about the glory. He cares about the research. It's like what people are willing, like, I, I, I kept I kept thinking throughout this movie. It kept feeling like a company asking an employee, 
are you willing to fucking die for this company right now? Because that's what it felt like. And a bunch of these people were like, fuck this guy. But he kept pushing on. And I can't understand why a human, maybe in 2004 during Bush America, maybe people would fucking die for their company. But like, that's how I I felt about Roger's video when I was working. They were, they basically made me feel like, will you die for us? Mm -hmm. So I get it. Yeah. And that's like the premise of this whole movie. And it really like stabs me in the fucking side. And it's like, man, like these people are really out here doing this for their fucking company. And then they're like, you know, two people already died. Also, you get a little bit of Jaws action in this where the part where that Mexican get guy in the movie is like, duh, duh, duh. Ben. Yeah, Ben. Whack as shit. Ben did not earn that. But I love they they do still that that's a, that's a blatant homage to Jaws, obviously, because the score and then also how he like gets sucked underwater and then comes up and starts dragging. Mm-hmm. It's like you also have you ever looked up how fast anacondas can move? No, <laughs> that that adds a lot of uh, a lot of levity for this film because they can they basically move at like a snail's pace. <laughs> like they they can't move fast. <laughs> So watching them like fucking rip around, it's awesome. And that's the thing is like I'm not shitting on that. I I I don't want to see an anaconda actually act like an anaconda in an anaconda movie. That's not interesting to me. I want to see it act like a genetic super force that can just fucking <laughs> teleport, basically. One of the scariest things ever, like that's why I hate like growing up, I hated fishing and you get like near the swamp area, like tall grass because of in fucking anacondas too. the anaconda shooting out from the tall grass in the water, just snagging them. I thought it was always because your dad was yelling at you while you were fishing because he, <laughs> he always wished he would have had a football player son. Hey, I played high, I played high school football four years. Starter, baby. Wow. But do you regret watching a, um, Anacondas 2? With me? No, I've seen it four million times. I unfortunately have to own it on DVD like a broke fucking Kyle Zervinsky because um, they <laughs> oh. don't have it. I, like, I can't, there's no Blu-ray for it. Yeah, there is, bro. Like, that's what I want to talk about. That's like another big reason for this episode. In the realm of physical media and Blu-ray collecting, you get a bunch of other fucking stands on the Twitter world being like, is physical media dying? And I do this all the time on my YouTube channel. They talk about, like, physical media is dying. It's like, it's just a, it's a scalper world now. Like, you have to, you have to give an arm and a leg, you know, out of print, yada, yada, this bullshit on physical media. You can Look. get the Alien, blue, the entire four movie Blu-ray collection of the Anaconda movies with the quadrilogy through one-on-one films. Really? You can buy it on Amazon right now for like forty-five bucks. But yeah, you can get all the um, Anaconda movies um, through one-on-one films on Blu-ray. I don't know and why you said nobody it's on Amazon. I mean, I, not, I only support Amazon. I don't know on Amazon.ca, <laughs> but at least in the states you can bless up. Um, but you can also get it through 101 Films. 101 Films is a UK-based company, um, much like uh, it's not 88, 88 Films, oh, which does like Italian exportation. Right. Yeah, but the Alien Quadrilogy box set is this, fucking goaded, guy. This looks I gorgeous. Yeah, I haven't pulled the trigger myself yet, but because like I hadn't watched these in a while, so I wanted to rewatch them, and There's like no, it's in my heart. Bro, frequently bought together. Uh, Lake Placid vs. Anaconda. There's a DVD so, copy of that. You can get that and Lake Placid, the Blu-ray, the Scream Factory, for $96. That's pretty good. I already own that. I already own Lake Placid. Yeah, that's a great one. Oh, yeah, I forgot that this though. existed. Fuck. Yeah, your yeah, boy's so going to need to hit this box set up. I'm adding it to my cart. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's $70 <laughs> for me for Jeez. two movies that I like. <laughs> yeah, um, Anaconda's fucked. 
<laughs> so okay, so Endicott is two. You co-sign, eh? I co-sign hard, man. I think this is this movie's a blast. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's fun, but it's just it's fun. This is the kind of if you're a nature run amok fan, like I don't know what you could want from an Anaconda sequel. Like this is way better than a sequel to Anaconda should be. <laughs> Let's not gas it up too hard. Like it's still it's true though, man. I mean, I do really like this movie a lot, and it is an easy watch for me. But here's the thing, though: if you haven't seen Anacondas, I think it's definitely worth like the blind buy or just like just watch it. Like I, I rented it, and um, I had so much fun watching it. Um, and if you're like me, where you like you watch movies, and if it's a man versus nature or anything having to do with like like you said, nature run amok, that shit scares the shit out of me. Mm. And um, just that premise alone for a movie is worth the price of admission. Yo, bro, hit up hit up backcountry and then come <laughs> over to Canada. I'll take you camping and uh we'll we'll, we'll go hiking and uh we'll see we'll see how you fare. But Why actually do you always we'll... You what? always want to make me come up to Canada and be isolated with you somewhere. It's getting sus, bro. All right. Show and tell's over. We gotta get to that boat. Put your boots on. Let's go. All right. Well, Mitch, it sounds like you really give this movie um, a, a certified fresh on the on the uh, letterbox. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm assuming you definitely give this one a go. Um, I think I gave it Mitch, a three with a heart. That's yeah, respect, the heart. Eh? That's respect. The heart goes a long way. Yes, but Mitch, thank you, Mike. <sighs> Mitch, it's always a pleasure having you on here. Like it's just like shooting the shit, talking about good movies, um, and I genuinely love just like. It is like still to this day, like uh, meeting your heroes kind of thing for me, where it's like, oh man, it's like the guy who talked about Yorgos films and, and talked about Last of Us 2 on shit. It's like always a pleasure to have you on here, bro. Yeah, man. I love, I love talking movies with you. I love hanging out with you. I think tonight we would have hung out regardless, probably over Skype. So it was cool that we got <laughs> to talk about Anaconda 2, Anacondas, Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, man, it was a blast. Thanks for having me back. Yes, sir. And you can check out Mitch at the Terror Table, um, where they put out you know very frequent episodes uh, on horror movies. It's a blast. It's genuinely one of the few podcasts that makes me crack up all the time. Where even when I clock into work, I still think about the the jokes that you and Boozy have. I and Kyle, because <laughs> Kyle kind of just takes it. Um, <laughs> He's <laughs> I, our I, punching bag. I genuinely like think about some of the things you fucking say and it still like gets me through a shift. So shout that out. Um, you can listen to the tear, the tear table, um, on any, basically any podcasting yeah. streaming, right? Yeah. Any podcasting platform. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at the tear table. Um, I'm going to be sharing some really exciting news regarding myself and some, uh, filmmaking projects that I'm working on right now. So if you want to come and give us a follow, it's going to be a really epic summer, and we got a lot of really cool episodes planned next next week. We're or not this coming week, but the week after. I don't know when you're posting this. Uh, we will have had Lindsay Wilkins of the Schlock and Awe podcast on talking about two Australian horror movies, Lake Mungo and Body Melt. Um, so come and check that out because Lindsay rules, and those movies are wild. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yes, definitely. I co-sign. Check out Lindsay when anything she's doing, whether it's guessing or putting on her own podcast, Schlock and All. Check that out. Um, don't forget to check out um, 
the Inside the Sequel website at insidethesequel.com. It looks like a SUS website. Just click through the BS. You'll get there. Trust. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at SequelPod. You can follow me on Airtastic underscore Chris. And don't forget to check out the Bummy YouTube channel. Like, it's actually some good shit on there. You'll learn a thing or two. Save some money. It's at Hertastic Reviews. Um, Mitch, as always, thank you so much, man, for coming on. And all I have to ask is this, bruv. If you aren't standing the Anaconda films, do you really care about cinema? Nope. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you next time.